Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime podcast. We are on episode 112. 112. Yes. In the building. Uh, not the actual band. Uh, but yes, it is Tuesday, March 6th, 2018. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What is going on, y'all? Yes, indeed. It's another week. Uh, to this episode, I'll be talking about the 90th Academy Awards, as well as some stuff that we've gotten into this past week, as well as the news and headlines. And our main topic is going gonna, is gonna to be unpopular opinions of ours. On all sorts of stuff, like movies, comics, culture, life, whatever. Victor Vader is coming back. <laughs> I'm not, I, don't, I don't think Victor Vader is going to come back. I, mean, I, I think you about to be, in this episode, you about to be a bigger hater than the most diabolical hater this side of the Mississippi. Ah. Who happen to be watching right now. What up, Kyle? Ah, what's up, Kyle? Welcome to the chat. Um, I'm sure this will be an episode that even Kyle can join in on because he's a purveyor of unpopular opinions. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Roman... A what of unpopular opinions? Purveyor. No, the boy's just a hater. <laughs> the thing is, like, this is what I love about Kyle, too. He wor- For as long as I know him, he's been yeah. a hater, and he wore it with a badge of honor. Mm. Now... Now, are you calling him a hater because he just has different opinions than y'all or because he just goes against the grain? He goes against the grain. He owns that title. <laughs> he is okay with it. Like, one of his Facebook pictures is him with a fi- It's a picture of Silky Johnson from the Play Haters Ball <laughs> with his face on it. Wow. <laughs> hate, 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 hate. He idiot. <laughs> Man, I mean, I, I I give it to I give it up to Kyle though. I mean, for someone who's a genuine Roman Reigns fan and who <laughs> swears that he's a modern day legend, I mean, I I I, I gotta give see, it to him. Okay, you're already see you're already starting. We didn't yeah. even get. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, we'll we'll get into we'll get into a little bit of wrestling talk. Get into a little bit of Raw as well. Uh, but yeah, um, but once again, we thank you all for tuning in. Um, and uh, WrestleMania, I believe, is only thirty something days away. Five weeks away. Yeah, five weeks away. We got some matches that have, that have been announced, so um, we'll be getting into that. And uh, yeah, some more nerd goodness and magic and awesomeness and delightfulness all around. So with that, Carl, as you're sharing the episode, what have you? been up to as of late well my girl's been like dreadfully sick lately mm. so i've been taking care of her a lot um yeah get well soon soon yeah <laughs> so um i actually decided i actually got a new um a new go to sleep to you know show to throw on to go to sleep to okay What's that? and i'm kind of highly upset my with myself that i haven't watched this mm-hmm. like when it was on the office Oh, really? Yo, The Office is hilarious. Are you talking about the American version? Yeah, the American version. Okay. I don't think the UK version is on Netflix. Mm, yeah, I don't think so either. But I I have grown to like that show. Shout outs to Freddie. He actually he originally put me onto it because mm-hmm. like we was um at one of the Freddie Cups. Yeah. We noticed that the trainer in Mike Tyson's punch out mm-hmm. looks like Stanley. Oh yeah, he does. He does <laughs> look like Doc Lewis. Yeah. So I'm like, so I'm like, yo, he's like, yo, man, that's Stanley, that's Stanley. So I'm like, whatever. I'm like, yo, is he? I always see, I always see him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, let me look up. Uh, shout out to Malik Banks, by the way. So I'm like, yo, um, let me just check this out. So I looked up on YouTube the best of Stanley. 
Yeah. Yo, I was freaking dying. I still watch it from time to time if I'm bored. If I just want to go on YouTube, I'm watching the best Stanley. Okay. And then I started coming across, you know, characters like Michael and his feud with Toby, the mm. the HR representative. Yeah. I mean, like they he Michael hates Toby. Like there was one scene when he's like, "Listen, if I had a gun with two bullets, and if I was in a room with Bin Laden and Hitler and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice." <laughs> Damn, that's maximum hate. Yeah, for real. Like it just has me dying. And then Jim always pa- pranking Dwight, mm-hmm. you know. And I develop on, I developed a new crush on Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam, mm-hmm. and all the receptionist. Yeah, and then I learned that Jenna Fisher is a hardcore Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh, that's too bad. It's not too bad. That is amazing. As a matter of fact, but speaking one thing of Kyle, he posted up a status on our NFL group, mm-hmm. and Kyle's a hardcore uh, Panthers fan. Yep. So he said, I seen a little, he was dropping off his son on the bus, so he said, I seen a little boy get on the bus, I seen a little boy on my son's bus mm-hmm. with, a, with a Saints hat on, with a Saints hat on. Mm-hmm. The Saints and the Panthers are rivals. Oh, Okay. He said, I told my son that I would get him a brand new Xbox if he beats that kid's ass. Oh, that's just awful parenting, man. So then another good, so then somebody chimed in. He says, what if the Saints fan beats your son? So that means he's going to have another ass whooping when he comes home. <laughs> then I'm going to beat up his karate instructor for that. Damn. So yeah, shout out to Kyle for giving me that good laugh that first <laughs> steak in the morning. Y'all football fans are something else, man. Hey, hey, it's what you call passion. It's called, it's called passion, and we love comp and just we love competition. Yeah, if you say so. Just yeah. like wrestling fans love competition. Oh, that's different. Though. No, it's still competition. <laughs> but anyways, um, with the with two hours to spare, mm-hmm. yep. I finished the four in February challenge. Ah. What's up? That's what's up. So I beat all three story arcs of Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Also, my other three, um, excuse me, my other three uh, games that I played, which is Uncharted: Lost Legacy, mm-hmm. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, their story mode, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale. Okay. So um, I'm looking forward to next year already. Mm. Hey, that's what's up, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Hopefully, I can actually get to five, maybe six. Wow. Next year. Six for February. Yeah, and hopefully, like, because everybody who I called out did not do it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they had things to do. I'm surprised. I'm sure you ain't that damn busy. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy 15 took up all my time. It did because I had to put Horizon Zero Dawn down. Yeah. For this one, I did. But I'm gonna go. I'm getting back into it, and hopefully, I can beat that one in a month, and t- mm. well, two months in time for um, God of War. Okay. When is that game coming out? April 25th, I want to say. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. That sounds about right. Hmm. And Detroit and Detroit Become Human is May 25th. Sweet. Okay. Some... So, yeah, I got to get my pre-orders in. Yeah. And then I started the Batman Telltale game. It was free for last month. It was free for, um, for last month's uh, PlayStation deal. Yeah. So I said, why the hell not? Okay. So I just started it. Um, I'm on the second game. Bruh, Kyle's on the second game. You're too late, man. February is over. <laughs> and yes, Uncharted is greatness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Welcome to PlayStation, Kyle. <laughs> oh, nice. So, um, but yes, uh, Batman Telltale is pretty pretty dark. 
Mm-hmm. You know how it's supposed to be. You know they're swearing up a storm and all that. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know it's not a family game. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to get into that. Is Horizon Zero Dawn good? Yeah, it's excellent. Good is an excellence and understatement. Yeah, like you're gonna be. There's gonna be times where you're gonna just like stop and just look at the graphics and how beautiful it is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no question. Yeah, so hurry up and get it. Mm-hmm. So other than that, that's all I've been up to. What's what's going on in your end? Uh, what's going on with me? Um, let's see. I watched the uh, 90th Academy Awards this I past wa- Sunday. I watched those too. At yep. least the last what hour and forty five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you watched some of the main categories, main yeah. awards. Um, I really enjoyed this year's Oscars. I mean, this year's round of nominees have been all strong, and any one of them uh, could have gotten a top prize. Uh, the best picture winner ultimately was uh, The Shape of Water by Guillermo del Toro. You notice that he had to check the envelope to make sure. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep he had to check the envelope. He wasn't getting that moonlight moment. Nope, he wanted oh, no. to make sure that was his. Oh, yeah. And in fact, uh, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway actually presented the best picture winner. And, he, and Faye oh, they, Dunaway, had to do a do- they had to do a do-over. Yeah, and Faye Dunaway says, that, well, you know what they say, presentations are the best the second time around. <laughs> Oh yeah, they had to cut. Uh, they got to make jokes on that. Oh yeah. Now, since I didn't watch it from the beginning, did um, they actually present Moonlight for last year's award just so they can get their moment oh. at the beginning? Because I heard they were going to do that. Oh no, uh, Moonlight actually they already had their moment la- at the end of last year's Oscars. Like, because when La La Land um, made that correction on stage live, that's when the Moonlight crew came on stage and accepted their award. Oh, Okay. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I was really happy to see The Shape of Water win because you don't usually don't see fantasy or genre pictures get get the top prize. Like the last fantasy film that won was Return of the King, Lord of the Rings, back in '03. Mm-hmm. And so I was really happy because like this round of because it's it's a great film and Guillermo del Toro he won uh the best director as well as uh and the film also won two more Oscars for best original score by Alexander Desplat and uh, best production design because the movie looks great looks fantastic like from what i've seen yeah from what i've seen yeah i'm not going to yeah. disagree with that but i can't really put any i can't really put too much judgment on the movie cuz i haven't seen it yeah um like the the blu-ray is coming out next week so you can actually like rent it when it comes hits redbox it should hit redbox but i recommend watching it because like it looks great like the production design kind of reminds me of bioshock mm-hmm. and the look of the fish amphibious fish creature was cool um i i was really happy doesn't, to s- doesn't the fish creature have a love scene though yeah, with a human. Yeah, with uh, Sally Hawkins, who is uh, who plays the mute woman who ends up falling in love with the fish man. Really? Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a wonderful story. Um, wonderful story of bestiality. Yeah, I mean, come on, man, don't be simple. Anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I I I really I was really happy to see The Shape of Water win, and like the other nominees were were all good. The only one that I haven't seen was Darkest Hour. Uh, Darkest Hour ultimately won Best Actor for Gary Oldman, which was well well deserved because Gary Oldman was one of he's one of the great actors that we've seen for like past twenty thirty years, and he's never won an Oscar up until like last night. Yeah, like Leon the Professional, Dracula. I loved Leon the Professional. Yeah, that was so good. Yep, he he should have won. It. He should have been nominated for an Oscar for playing the villain. Everyone. What was a good a good villainous role that he did play into was mm. the Book of Eli. Yeah, he was very that good. Was that was a very good movie. It was. It was quite underrated, too. It was from the same directors who did uh, Dead Presidents, the Hughes brothers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, 
Was, oh, he also played Dracula as well, which was okay. a pretty cool movie. So yeah, big ups to Gary Oldman for finally getting getting his Oscar. Um, he also had some other great uh, uh, winners too in the Best Picture category, like Call Me by Your Name, which I know you, I know what you want to say, Carl. That <laughs> uh, that Call Me by Your Name was a wonderful film. It actually won Best Adapted Screenplay. James Ivory, the Living Legend, uh, he 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 became the oldest Oscar winner at eighty nine. Damn, really? Yeah. Yeah, he he also whatever James. Keep, whatever keeps you going. Yeah, like he's been around for a minute. Like he's he's directed some great films, which I have on the Criterion Collection, like uh, Howard's End, uh, A Room with a View, and The Remains of the Day, which is another period piece, which is not on the Criterion Collection. But mm-hmm. he's a he's a legendary film uh, director and producer. So, you know, big ups to him for winning for Call Me by Your Name. Although I would have loved to have seen Logan. Win. I was going for that. Because yeah. I, I I was biased. A, I'm a Marvel fan. B, I'm a comic book guy. So I'm like, yo, come on. Marvel, get something. Has there any, ever been a superhero movie to, to win an Oscar? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, no, like for, a, not the like, not, not like best director or best picture, but there have been like The Dark Knight. Suicide Squad. Well, Suicide Squad won makeup and hairstyling. But The Dark Knight, if you recall, also won best supporting actor with Heath yeah, Ledger. Yeah, with Heath Ledger, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Logan for Logan, it was great seeing that that film get nominated at least. So the nomination was the win in my view. Uh, with Call Me by Your Name, I'm so happy that it that it did receive some recognition because it's that's a great love story. Um, with uh, oh, and also big ups to Jordan Peele for Get yeah, Out. Yeah, he's the first. Yeah, the first black to win uh, best screen, best writing. So? Yeah, best original screenplay. He's the first black Oscar. Okay, first black exactly. filmmaker to win Best Original Screenplay for Get Out. And Get yeah. Out's a well-written film. So creative. It was so, so good. Yeah. Like, the way that it explores race is just so, such a unique way that, for me, that was my number one pick. For me, that was Jordan Peele's Oscar to lose. I was good. Yeah, I was going for that one. Yeah. So, big ups to to, uh, to Jordan Peele for winning. Uh, so, he came a long way from Mad, from his Mad TV days to Key and Peele, the player, form, the player formerly known you as know, Mouse, Mouse Cop. Cop. <laughs> Donkey Teeth. <laughs> Uh, I was going to make a meme about that. Yeah. I just didn't know which one to pick. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully hopefully Oscar winner Oscar winner Keegan-Michael Key might not be far, far behind. So that way Van Davion and Mike can both be Oscar winners. That shit would be hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, I actually saw a picture of... Um, what was it? Of like Keegan Michael Key like celebrating yeah. when Jordan Peele got in. He lost his mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, and that's and that's what's up when you have like awesome friends behind you that celebrate your wins, and they're just as amped as you are. That's that's what's up. That's when you All know right. you have some cool people behind you. So big ups to Jordan Peele, man, and I'm looking forward to his future films, especially Black Klansman, which he's producing with Spike Lee. Um, that's his next one. Yep. Um, yeah, it's producing. As far as directing goes, I'm not sure what he's doing per se, but I'm pretty sure whatever whatever it is, is I'm, I'll be in the theater. Immediately. Now, um, wasn't he? Wasn't there talks of him doing a um, Akira? There was, but um, uh, he ultimately decided against it because, like, for him, like, a why would you adapt Akira? And b he's more he's more apt to do original stories rather than adaptations of someone else's work. So, yeah, I, I can understand that. Um, some other big winners um, as well, uh, uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. It won uh, two Oscars. It won b- uh, Best Actress, uh, Frances McDormand. She won her second Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she had a really cool uh, acceptance speech where, she's, where she mentioned uh, two words, inclusion writer. Now, I saw that you tweeted that. Yeah. 
But I did not have. I think I got like sidetracked or something. Like I got a text or something because I was gonna click onto it yeah. to see what she meant. Yeah, inclusion writer. It's a it's a clause in a in an A list actor's contract which mandates that a production has to have uh, at least fifty percent like diversity or inclusion in the production. So like like people behind the camera, like director, act, or writers, cast, crew, like like it has to have. It has to like better, it has to like accurately reflect the world that we're living in. Oh, okay. So, for example, like if somebody was making a movie that took place in Providence, you can't have like an all white cast and crew, like per se, unless depending on the story. But like if you're if you're making a story like in Providence, it has to reflect what Providence actually looks like. It will never show the South Side. Oh, I th- I think it will. I, I th- nowadays they it's possible. It'd be better nowadays. Yeah. Um, just don't get shot, but still. Nobody gonna get shot. See, <laughs> I know that that was bad. I mean, I I couldn't I couldn't resist that 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 joke. I mean, that's I my. I grew bad. up in the South Side. And I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, miraculously, but um, that is not. Well, kind of say that. Yeah, but um, you know, yeah, I mean, you're miraculously here, still here too. Oh come on, my neighborhood ain't. It's 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 like the quiet end of the hood, if you will. Come on, man. Don't, you don't have to disclose where I live per se, but I know. Look, I'm just saying. Like <laughs> I, I've been in this city all my life, minus a year that I lived in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I know what's up. Yeah. I know all the spots. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we're a few years away from getting a feature film and take that takes place in Chad Brown, right? It could happen. Yeah, they made the wire. <laughs> yeah, they made the wire. It could happen here. We can have our own wire, but. But yeah, um, that's what... did have Brotherhood. Did yeah, we... you watch that? It was like on Showtime or something? Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I used to work at an auto parts warehouse, and mm-hmm. they used to film it in like the neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. So I used to see like all the produ- production trucks and stuff, and I'm just... Mm. I was working... They would shoot during the day. Mm. So like I wanted to like try to sneak into a shop, but unfortunately I had to work. <laughs> By the time I got out, everybody was wrapping up. Yeah. So it kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard it was a decent show, though. I heard so, too. I think, does Showtime have, like, a on-demand app? Um, no, I think you can only get Showtime through Hulu or Amazon. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Francis McDormand, two-time Oscar winner. Then you also have Sam Rockwell winning supporting actor for Three Billboards. And I, I, I really like Sam Rockwell. He's one of those like workhorse actors that you've seen for years. Mm-hmm. Um, he was best best known for comic book among comic book fans and being in Iron Man Two as Justin Hammer. So you know he was also in Moon, which is a great film as well. Peace, Tony's market. <laughs> yeah. God, I, I drive by that laundromat all day, yeah. every time, and I just get mad. Mm. Oh, and also Kyle makes a good point. Kobe is an yeah. Oscar, is an Oscar winner. Yeah, and uh, there's already controversy about that. Yeah, they're bringing up his freaking his um oh his the... rape allegation that he was acquitted for. Yeah, and I think the sixteen years later. Yeah, this is people just they just need to be mad about something. Yeah, that's all it is. And plus the the girl in, tr- in the question, I think she recanted her, yeah. her testimony. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that was then. This is now. I was very happy and surprised to see that uh, Kobe Bryant is now a an Academy Award winner. Kobe Bryant. So he won for the best anim- animated short film, Dear Basketball, which you can watch for free online if you do a Google search. Dear Basketball, you can watch it on his website. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, that film was written by Kobe Bryant, and it was animated by Glenn Keane. And it was a really cool five minute 
five minute short film on Kobe Bryant's um you know his love for basketball and how and his career and how he ultimately had to retire. So it was like the it was like a letter to himself, like to his like I guess like kid Smart. self. Or, yeah. Yeah, and like the animation was pretty pretty cool. It was pretty beautiful looking. It's like like pencil sketches. Oh okay. Yeah. And it's like a love letter to like you know to the sport of basketball to the sport and like his time during it. I thought I thought it was really cool. And I, in fact, I, I actually retweeted a, a picture or a, a Twitter post from Bleacher Report, which it, which it showed a picture of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, where MJ says, "You'll never get you'll never get five rings," and then Kobe says, "Ah, but you'll never get an Oscar." <laughs> I saw yeah I saw yeah I saw a meme of the Michael Jordan crying face. <laughs> and the caption was when Space Jam getting didn't get an Oscar. <laughs> oh man, cuz Space Jam's trash. But Space Jam yeah. is so good. See, it, 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 we'll save it. We'll save it. Yeah. We'll save it. We'll save we'll save it. But you know, what? big ups to big ups to Kobe, you know, for getting it. And when it, when I you know, every time I think I just think of that I know it's wrong. I think of that Dave Chappelle sketch. All Kobe. Right. <laughs> But um, but hey, you know what? This 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 got me thinking. You know what? Now that you know Kobe, you know he's trans, he's retired from the sport of basketball, and has gotten gotten into filmmaking a little bit. Maybe, maybe Des Bryant and you know Dak Shepard can transition from the Cowboys to filmmaking, so they can actually win something for once. Dak Shepard is already an actor. Is he? You're saying Dax. Dax. You said Dax Shepard. You're talking about Dak Prescott. Prescott, whatever. The quarterback see, of the Dallas. I get him confused. See, that's my see, bad. There's your, there's your, there's, I, that's my, that's there's my bad. your bouginess hey, right there. But hey, maybe the, but, but my point is maybe the Cowboys can actually do filmmaking and they can lose in that. That's We're going 10 and 6 this year. 10 and 6? Yeah. As in 10 losses, 6 wins? Uh, no. <laughs> if you're going to go 10 losses, if you're going to say that way, then you'll be saying 6 and 10. Right, I know. But we're going ten and six. That's we're the, going ten and six. We're making it into playoffs. That's what I'm gonna focus on right now. Okay, that's 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 my. We'll, so we'll sacrifice if the Patriots can sacrifice somebody mm-hmm. to the Illuminati. Hashtag Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> oh c- come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, we'll sacrifice somebody. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I think I think it's adorable that you have hope for the Cowboys still, but that's yeah, okay. I love my team. You know, um, Jerry's kids ain't gonna make it. Shout out, anyway. to, shout out to my cousin Marion watching too. <laughs> hey, what's up? Um, we got some other winners here. Um, let's see, uh, actress in a supporting role. Uh, we got Allison Janney for I from I Tanya. Nah, I really need to see that because yeah. I'm like really. I have not heard nothing bad about that movie. It's a good movie, and Margot Robbie, yo, she was nominated for support for best actress for playing Tanya Harding. Really, she was nominated. Yeah, but then. Oh. So, yo, like Allison Janney, she knows how to play bitchy, unlikable characters so well, and like she was one hundred percent unlikable in I Tanya. That I was like, yeah, she's getting that Oscar, and she already swept all, all the other uh, awards circles, like uh, Screen Actors Guild and Golden Globes. Yeah. So yeah, hey, big up story. That was well deserved. Um, for the documentary feature, um, Icarus actually won. That's the documentary on Netflix on mm-hmm. on the expose on russian athletes doping themselves really yep to get unfair advantages in the olympics and other sporting events damn yeah i heard it was a really good documentary i never got a chance to see it okay um then you had animated feature film of course coco my beloved coco won best animated feature and um it also won best original song for remember me yeah the yeah your little crying song now um what was it what was the guy's name who um wrote who wrote the song um, 
I, I want to say like Robert Lopez. I know it ends with Lopez. I know that. Yeah. I'm, I'm but not, anyway, let's just yeah. we'll call him Robert Lopez for now until you correct me. Yeah. But you know that he's a he's the only per, he's the only person to win double EGOT. I read that. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's a, not to get political, but it was just, I saw I came across uh, I came across a meme where it's like remember when Trump said all that stuff about Mexicans and now here they one's getting double here's one that's getting a double EGOT. Mm-hmm. Yep, there you go. You know, um, yep, it was written by Robert Lopez. Oh shit. <laughs> yep, yep, Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. Yeah, his wife. Yep. Yeah, double E got winner. Hey, big ups. And I did not cry during the performance of Remember Me this time. But man, it was it was a great Don't thing. lie. No, I didn't cry. I, I was I was I was telling myself, don't cry, fight it, fight it, fight it, and I did. I really did. What was I doing? Well, I was at work when they perf- I was at work, so um, I saw they was performing it and then I like went and did some work. Uh okay. But Coco is worth watching if you haven't seen it, because it's a beautiful film. And um, I was I was really it was really, it was really cool seeing Mary J. Blige also nominated for best original song for Mighty River from the yeah. movie Mudbound and best uh, supporting actress for Mudbound as well. Kyle, my kids love that damn movie. <laughs> Coke, yes, yes, Un- and that, and rightfully so, and rightfully so. Um, then we had a uh, let me see costume design of Phantom Thread, Mark Bridges, who uh, who won an Oscar for that. What was his name? What was um, Daniel Day Lewis's name for in that movie? Oh, Reynolds Woodcock. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I read I read that um, like Paul Thomas Anderson. He he just made that name up on a whim, and him and Daniel Day Lewis were cracking up so much that they decided to keep it. <laughs> you have to at that point. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you can't get come up with a better. You can't come up with a better name than that. Um. Also, uh, also a great, great, uh, great moment was Blade Runner twenty forty nine winning not only visual effects uh, over War for the Planet of the Apes, surprisingly, but finally, my man Roger Deakins wins cinematography. Yes, uh, that moment I saw and I was like, Victor just did a backflip. I did. I was. Yeah, I. I retweet- you can't do no damn back. <laughs> nah, hell no. I retweeted a t- uh, a tweet from uh, I think it was One Perfect Shot. It said, "Cancel the riot." Roger Deakins won an Oscar finally. Fourteenth times the charm, man. And yo, if you see Blade Runner twenty forty nine, yo, you'll understand why it's an Oscar winning film for cinematography because that film looks so sexy and gorgeous. Like every single frame, you can just like print out and frame in your on your wall. It's so good. Okay, does it have to be sexy shit? Yeah, there's some there's some there's some gorgeous shots. Yo, that film is delicious to look at. Oh, here he goes with that shit again. <laughs> Got me swearing in front of my cousins now. Hey, you know. Hey, you know, and uh and also uh, Dunkirk wins three technical Oscars for film editing, well deserved, very well deserved, right. and sound mixing and uh sound editing. So yeah. Does Christopher Nolan have a best picture Oscar? Not yet, no. Huh. In fact, like uh, he was nominated for best director for Dunkirk. Um, that was his first uh, directing nomination, surprisingly. Really? Yeah, because he's been nominated for a screenplay mm-hmm. before. You mean Inception didn't get anything? No, Inception got cinematography and visual effects. Okay, understandable. Yeah. But he was—he didn't get not. No, I think he was nominated for screenplay, but he didn't win. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, those are the uh, may, the big winners uh, for the Oscars this year. Like I said, a great, fantastic show. Um, all the nominees were well deserving. Uh, <laughs> My cousin said, "That's okay, you do it." 
Um, so yeah, like all these all these films, um, they're pretty much available for well, except the post. I think the post is coming out um, in a couple months on Blu-ray. But you can watch most of these films uh, on on Blu-ray and DVD right now, and they're all worth it because like they're fantastic pieces of art. Um, you know, for the for those for those of you who are on the for the on the popcorn munching casual side, uh, let, you, know, you can you can use the nominees this year from the Oscars as a way to expand your movie going horizons. There's more to there's more to movies than just superheroes and transformers. People, come on now, step y'all game up. Academy Awards, take a bow. Y'all did some, y'all y'all made some great choices. Word up. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's my rundown for the. <laughs> For the 90th Academy Awards, and also one th- one more thing about the Oscars, yo, uh, the Black Panther crew, uh, Chadwick Boseman and company they came through. They came through, and yo, their outfits were on point, yo. I- oh, as a matter of fact, show them what you got. Oh, let me show. Speaking of which, Dude, you can do this. and by the way, um, I want that coat that Chadwick Boseman wore at the Oscars. That looked dope. But yo, I finally got in the mail the art book of Black Panther. Yes. So um, this was this was on sale on Amazon. I didn't see the back of that? That's dope. Oh yeah, uh, Black Panther, Killmonger fighting it out. Uh, you can get this on Amazon for thirty bucks, um, I think, still, and it's well worth it because and it has like a nice little Discover Wakanda right there. I feel like I'm on QVC showing this off. Um, this is a really dope art book. Like it 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 it, cre- it contains all the concept art of like the sets and the costumes. And the uh, outfits that you know, Black Panther, Killmonger, Zuri, Nakia, the Dora Milaje, everything—it's just so, so gorgeous, and it's very inspirational too. Like creatively, like I just get, you know, goosebumps looking through this, especially like some of the costume design too. So, yo, if you're a fan of Black Panther, if you're a fan of their production design, give this book a a, a look see because it's a damn good collection of the artistry behind uh, this great film. And yes, I will be getting the Steelbook edition when it comes out this summer. You gonna pre-order it? I will pre-order it. Yes, yes, I will pre-order, pre-order it from Best Buy. Oh, get a load of that, man! It's just some awesome, smooth-looking, you know, Black Panther costuming. Yo, you know what? I, if I had the money and wherewithal, I would cosplay as Black Panther. I would. Real talk. Everybody else is gonna. So why not? Yeah, I'll be like. There's gonna be a lot of black. You know what? I actually have a feeling there's gonna be more Killmonger cosplays than Black Panther. I think it'll be a, a good amount. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially some Dora Milaje as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, oh, and also speaking of Black Panther, I saw on Twitter there was the uh, Umbaku challenge. Yeah, basically, like people like uh, reciting his uh, monologue when he was challenging uh, T'Challa at the at the. Waterfall. I saw somebody nail a perform- like nail an impression. Yeah, like he nailed it. Mm-hmm. Winston will- Duke, he's gonna be on the come up too. Look out for it. look out for that name. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got gr- he's got a great screen presence too. Yeah, oh, he's like six seven. Yep. Yeah. He's so he's kind of like um, what's his face? What's his, who's his Samoan version? Jason Momoa, except he can act better. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Jason Momoa is the Roman Reigns of Hollywood, but Ooh, <laughs> well, if they ever decide to do a Roman Reigns movie, that's who you got. Yep, that's pretty much Jason Momoa right there. We will not have it. Ooh. I said we will not have it all. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that's what's up. That's pretty much what I've been up to with the Oscars and Black Panther. So, uh, anything else on your end? I'm good. All right, we'll get into some uh, news and headlines. Before we get into our main topic, uh, some good news here. 
Uh, Avengers: Infinity War has moved up one week to Friday, April twenty seventh. I'm so good with that. Yep, it was originally scheduled for May fourth, but it moved up one extra week, and this is likely to space out the release dates between Avengers: Deadpool two coming out May eighteenth and Solo: A Star Wars Story coming out May twenty fifth. And I am definitely okay with that. Oh yeah, oh man, like, do you think that we're gonna you're gonna see it in IMAX? See wherever I can get it. Yeah. Wherever I can get tickets to it, because I know it's gonna sell out. Yeah, I think so. Like the like this is like the beginning of the end for the MCU. At least this phase. Yeah. Because there's there's gonna be more. Oh yeah. And um speaking of which, um I'll get into that later on, but but um I think we'll 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 get our we'll get our friends together to go out and go out there again. And of course I'll probably see it twice, but Dick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's good news all around. And somewhere John Haponic is uh secretly uh jumping for joy. Uh You love getting that guy started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well he tro- he trolls Marvel, we gotta troll him back. Of course, of course. Uh some other uh, comic book news here. Rick Femuyiwa is gonna direct the film adaptation of Black Hole. Uh the director of the Dope. Uh, he signed on to direct Charles Burns' 1995 graphic novel of the same name, Black Hole. Uh, the film has been in development since 2005, with David Fincher originally set to direct and Neil Gaiman originally attached to write the screenplay. Uh, Black Hole, it's a uh, graphic novel which you can get um, it's in, in collective form. It's pretty thick. It's about, a group of te- it's about a group of teenagers in the 1970s who, con- who contract the sexually transmitted, transmitted disease, which causes grotesque mutations. So STDs, which give you mutations and possibly superpowers. Uh, Femuyiwa was previously set to direct The Flash for DCEU, but stepped down ultimately. So yeah, I think this is a good choice. Um, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of good things about Black Hole, and I really like the premise. So I'm expecting some body horror, some grotesque shit. So it's kind of right up my alley. So I'll definitely give it. It definitely away. is right up your depressing ass alley, you <laughs> sick bastard. Hey, I mean, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want an STD which gives you powers? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, you're itching, but at least you can you you can lift walls with your mind. That's a uh, th- th- that's so weird. Uh, that's and, bad. Yeah. That that's bad. Yeah. That's bad because the simple fact I'm like. But it comes with benefits, <laughs> like an STD that comes with benefits. Yeah, I, I mean, I might be mis, I might be mis, uh, misinterpreting Black Hole because I've never read the graphic novel. But, okay. but I'll, I'll give it a chance. Uh, I'll probably go to the library and pick up a copy. Yeah. Hmm. Kyle Chapman says Star Wars sucks. Uh, I'll get into that in later on. Um, ah, damn. A specific aspect. Um, other news here: Kristen Wiig is being eyed to play the villain in Wonder Woman 2. Uh, Warner Brothers and DC Films are in talks for Kristen Wiig to play Dr. Barbara Ann Minerva, a.k.a. the Cheetah, in Wonder Woman 2, uh, which is slated to arrive November 1st, 2019. Very interesting choice. Uh, Kristen Wiig, I mean, she's a very good comedic actress, and she she, she dabbles in drama here and there, so I'd like to see what she can do as a supervillain. I can see it. Yeah. Well, I can see it. I mean, is Patty Jenkins uh, d- um, directing this one again? Yeah. Yeah, so... Okay, so, you know, uh, at least DC, the DC would have two. Yeah. 
two good films on their on their uh on their uh, agenda on their catalog rather. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some other news here: uh, Chris Hemsworth is eyeing the lead role in the Men in Black reboot. No, leave Men in Black just the way it is. Well, uh, the mm-hmm. Almighty Thor is in early talks with Sony to produ- to play one of the lead MIB agents. Uh, however, Hemsworth would not be taking over one of the roles played by Tommy Lee Jones or Will Smith, but instead Hemsworth will be playing a brand new character that would be the new face of the series. It makes sense. I mean, okay. But it's just like, we're just too, like, as a child in the 90s, what up, Aris? Uh. Like I'm too, my heart. I'm too attached to Men in Blacks one and two. Mm-hmm. Oh, part three. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Part three. No disrespect to Josh Brolin. Okay. Oh, that's right. He did play a young version of Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, F. Gary Gray is in negotiations to direct, and the film is scheduled for June fourteenth, twenty nineteen release. Um, Chris Hemsworth, he's got a, a talent for comedy. Again. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and um, you know what? I'll, I'm for it. I'll check it out. I'll, I'll, I will pack. I will practice the fifth agreement on that one. Yeah, be skeptical, but listen. So I mean, I'll yeah. be skeptical, but I'll watch it. Yeah, why not? You know, cool. I haven't watched Men in Black in 20 years. <laughs> I watched it the other day with my client. Oh wow! Does it still hold up? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, some other TV news. Uh, Black Mirror has been renewed for season five. I'm still working on what? I'm still working on watching it. Yeah, I've only watched a handful of episodes so far. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I like Black Mirror. I think I think perhaps it's a tad overpraised in my view. Um, but I like the premise. Yeah, it just shows that, like, you know, technology. How like. How like modern technology, well, in their case, somewhat futuristic, can like have its benefits, but yet have like its downfall as well. Yeah, it's, Not, yeah, its downsides. Downsides. Thank you. Yeah, you know, to to like a, an exaggerated degree. Yeah. Um, I would like to have some of that stuff though. Oh, uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but have you seen the final episode of Black Mirror of season four? No. Um, that's the one with uh, Letitia Wright. Um, oh. Really? Yeah, it's like it's like I think it's called the Black Museum. That I think that was the best episode I've seen of the whole series so far from what okay. I've watched. She's actually going to be in Ready Player One too. Oh yeah, that, that's right. I, I Which it. comes out like at the end of this month. Yep, yep. So I'll watch that. Shout outs to Movie Pass. <laughs> um, I still got them ten more chapters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, some other news here. Uh, Flashpoint uh, gets its gets uh, its directors finally. Uh, Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, the directors of Game Night, I still got to see that. Uh, they've been confirmed to direct the Flashpoint film, uh, starring Ezra Miller reprising his role as Barry Allen, aka the Flash. DC Spider Man. Yep. Uh, except less cool. Um, Barry Allen in the comics is cool. The movie version, not so much. Uh, the film will see the Flash travel through time to save his mother from death at the hands of Eobard Thorne, a.k.a. Reverse Flash. Uh, there's no confirmation as of now as to how this film will, will affect the larger DCEU or if it'll feature other members of the Justice League or if it'll ultimately reboot the whole DCEU. Uh, there's currently no release date of Flashpoint. I give it six months and one of those directors stepped down. <laughs> Well, you know what? Since they're a two-man team, they're probably if one steps down, probably the other one's gonna follow. 
And you know what? I would not be surprised. Nope. <laughs> nope. Any confirmation of a Dexter reboot? Hmm. I keep seeing the fa- the I keep seeing a post on Facebook. That seems that seems fake. I've never heard of a Dexter reboot coming out. That might that might be some fan thing or whatnot, but it's worth okay. looking into. And what is Movie Pass? Uh Movie Pass is this wonderful service where for $9.95 a month. No, tax free. You can watch any. You can watch as many movies as you want in the theater. So you can watch one movie in the theater per day, and the clock resets at twelve midnight. So you can theoretically go to the theater and watch literally like twelve movies, all for the all for the price of nine ninety five. It's awesome. Um, keep in mind, you can only he watch own stock in it. I don't own stock in it. <laughs> I'm just a fan. And keep in mind, you can only watch two D uh, screenings, so you can't use Movie Pass for three D screenings or IMAX. But it's still cool. worth it. Oh yeah, it's well worth it's it. Still too. worth it. I just don't. I will get it, but I don't go to the movies that often. Yeah, um, I still say it's worth it in the end. In, in that, like, if you were to use it for like an evening show, you don't have to pay like the full twelve fifty. You just. Show... I, I usually don't go to the movies by myself like that. So. Uh, oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, last but not least, Disney uh, sets its dates for six untitled Marvel films. So, let's get into that. Uh, Disney has three release dates for 2021, uh, May 7th, July 30th, and November 5th, and three more release dates for 2022, for February 18th, May 6th, and July 29th. love of God, please let one of them be the Fantastic Four done right. Indeed. And in addition to these six films, Spider-Man: Homecoming Two will will debut on June fifth of ne- July fifth of next year, opening Marvel's Phase Four. So that'll be post Avengers Four. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy Volume Three and Black Widow will also come out in twenty twenty as part of Phase Four. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, Kevin Feige said that um, he has plans for literally does two dozen more. MCU films with characters they haven't even used yet. There's so many characters like in just the Marvel universe itself. Yeah, and um, you know what? I mean, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll see a Fantastic Disney Four. Can Disney can do an onslaught movie. They can now that they own X Men. Yeah. yeah, they can. Yeah, onslaught. That shit will be fine. You know what? I gotta get. You know what? I got to get. I gotta get those comics again. Mm. I sadly haven't seen it yet, but I've heard Black Panther is good, but not worth the praise it's getting. What do you think? It is worth the praise it's getting. Oh yeah, Brad, just just go see it. Oh yeah, it it is. It's I mean, it's got a tons of insurmountable hype behind it, but it lives up to every bit of its hype. So Black Panther is worth checking out. And um, if you have if you if you have and you don't have to have seen any of the uh, previous MCU films to to get into this one. This right. one works excellently on its own. So definitely check out Black Panther. It will, but it will make you want to see the other MCU films as well. Sure, absolutely. So yeah, that does it for uh, news and headlines this week. And uh, now we're going to get into our main topic, uh, as alluded to. Ooh, the haters coming out. Uh, not Maybe not quite, not quite. We're going to get into our hour unpopular opinions on various subjects. In All other right. words, uh, th- things that, that might entail things that a lot of people that we know like except us or vice versa you know so we're going to get into like things like stuff in sports movies culture video games books you name it so yeah we're we're going to we're going we're gonna to set it off and whatever your un- unpopular opinions are let us know in the chat all right so uh should should you kick it off 
All right. Coffee is of the devil. Coffee is of the devil. I okay. hate coffee. I hate the smell. I hate the taste. Like anything that has to do, even if like there's ice cream that has a hint of coffee, I would not eat it. Really? So you're not a fan of coffee ice cream? Not, not at all. What about coffee milk? Hate it. <laughs> uh, what about iced coffee? Hate it. Frappuccino? Hate it. Damn, man. Just n- nothing? Nothing coffee. Damn. Not even coffee cake? Nope. Shit. The, well, okay, the little Debbie ones from back in the day? Yeah, because it, but there's like, because there's like so much sugar in it. Mm-hmm. But then, because you really don't, to me, I really don't taste the, <laughs> who don't like coffee? Me. Yeah. Um, and I, but I can't eat those things now, though. I, that's way too much shit, yeah. Yeah. Now, but, is, now, is it because, like, you've always had a, a hatred for coffee just cause, or? Um, a lot of that was, you know, cause weird ass. <laughs> <laughs> it just grows. It just grows. I don't like, I just can't. Dude, uh, I hate like I hate the smell. I hate the taste. Mm-hmm. Like I just hate everything about it. Like I can't mm-hmm. even be around like coffee beans. Like when I go into Dunkin', I'm like, Ugh, let me just. I try to get out of there as fast as possible. Damn. And you're not allergic to coffee. You just hate it. No. No. No allergies. Huh. That's that's peculiar. I mean, I mean, I will say like I like iced coffee. Like particularly like caramel, caramel or French vanilla iced coffee. You add uh, you can add whatever to it. If yeah. like if I. Get that whiff or that mm. taste of it, of that coffee flavor there, mm. I'm done. Uh, I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, I won't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not big on coffee myself, although, like, like I said, iced coffee is kind of my thing yeah, during I'm... the summer. Um, although I will say Dunkin' Donuts coffee is just butt, in my opinion. You live in Rhode Island and you're saying that? You live in New England and you're saying that? Yeah, I'm saying it. Dunkin' Donuts coffee ain't shit. <laughs> Starbucks is where it's at if you're willing to pay a little Damn bit more. Damn, you bougie. <laughs> Listen, listen, yo, I tried Starbucks, um, yo, my girlfriend Monet, yo, she put me onto the the white the white chocolate mocha. That shit is delicious as fuck. Mocha, wouldn't do it. Yo, I'm telling you, that white chocolate mocha nope. though. I'm telling you, yo, nope. yo, it'll make you put your pinky up in the air, son. Nope. Nope. I, mocha I, has that coffee flavor in it. Hey man, listen. Listen, man. Okay, yeah. Brad agrees with you, Duncan is garbage. Thank you. Kyle says, says Starbucks is terrible. 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 I mean, I'll say that they're a bit overpriced. Yes, that's terrible. But yeah, you, but you get you you get what you pay for in terms of quality. And I gotta say, man, their coffees, you know, I gotta give them, I gotta give them their props, man. I I will say this though: if Starbucks like sold their coffee at Dunkin' Donuts prices, Dunkin' Donuts would be out of business, straight up, straight up. Yeah, I don't know. Coffee is gross, so I can't tell you. Yeah. Just uh, give me an energy drink in the morning. I'm good. <laughs> Red Bull. Whatever I can get. Rockstar, yeah. Red Bull, Monster. <laughs> Yo, I remember for the longest time on the podcast, you were giving free advertising to Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, because I was working them triples. Mm. I hear now you. Now I'm off a of double. Now I'm just off a of double. So I'm like, okay, I had one before I came here. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Now, since we're on food... um, I gotta say, this one might engender some controversy, but but now but now that I'm older, I can say this with with conviction. I believe that fried chicken is overrated. You well, um, 
You yes. know what? Fuck it. I'm enforcing the stereotype. That shit is fucking delicious. But it also depends on who's making it too. That is true. So that place, El Pollo Campanero or something like that? Yeah, don't. That's they're yeah. garbage. Is that the local one? One of the local ones? It's actually a chain, but it's just like, it's just not good. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, like for me, I, I guess I guess it's become more of a health thing because fried chicken, I can't really get into. Like, for example, Popeye's is trash. KFC. Popeye's is bad. I, I would take Popeye's over over um, KFC. KFC, yeah. Well, KFC is not even real chicken when you think right, about it. Right, it's coned. It. I know that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> Damn, Kyle, don't do uh, it like don't do us like that. Um, can't say can't be dissing fried chicken. Hey, we will fall look, into the stereotype. That you haven't had good fried chicken. I have had good no, fried chicken. No, you need listen, to listen, go listen. to some, you need to go to somebody's grandma's house or somebody's aunt's house, and we're not talking about them thin little bougie heifers. I mean, we're talking about the ones who wear the ring and they're cutting the rings, cutting off the circulation on their arm and they still get have their nails done. They got the arm fat going. Who, who, I mean, you need to go to a grandmother who does not need, who does not need a recipe. Oh. She just knows what to throw in there and she knows the right amount. Like, I need a teens of salt in it. Mm-hmm. Odds are we're gonna have more salt than that, but like when we need a teens or something, mm-hmm. what is the me- what is the measurement of a teens? I'm thinking like a like a pinch no, or something. A, it's not even a pinch, just a wow. Whatever. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, first of all, uh, I I will say with with fried chicken, Kyle. I mean, for me, the reason why I'm saying it's overrated is because like for me, it's more of a health thing. Like the older I get. Like the more that I realize that you know fried chicken is not quite where it's at anymore, grilled chicken is is far superior. I like grilled chicken, but yeah. I mean, just fried fried chicken is just as good. I mean, because you, you, you I mean because like, when you when you're eating fried chicken from many of these chains, you're looking at the trans fats. So don't you're looking eat at from the, the chains. You gotta eat. At, you you need you look, to eat. From a straight up black family's house. <laughs> you're talking about GMOs. You're talking about the high cholesterol content. You're talking about the salt content, sodium. Um, although I will say this, I will say that um, there are two places in Rhode Island that whose whose chicken wings are on point. Wings over Providence, of course. Back in the day, yeah, back in high school. Yeah, like the, I've I've tried their uh, their Jamaican jerk chicken like last summer. That was it was it smacked. It was Wait, great. where is the nearest? They're still around. Yeah, there's one on Hope Street. That's still open. Yeah, right across from the Rochambeau Library. Wings over. Oh wait, Providence. Wings over Providence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking on um, Wings to Go from back in high school. Okay. Yeah, uh, and also um, Apsara. Apsara has some really good crispy crispy wings with uh, with the cilantro and the lime and the jalapeno uh, peppers. That was those All those right. are really good. Real quick. Brad said, yo, I don't want to go off topic, but I bet but I've commented on your post about the Marvel Netflix series being absolute tra- absolutely trash and got no response. All right. Um Iron Fist was the I would probably say I liked it when it first came out, but as time grew grew on, that shit was garbage. Mm-hmm. Iron Fist was whack. But Punisher, Luke Cage, mm-hmm. Jessica Jones, and Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Defenders was okay, but could have been a lot better. Yeah, I agree. But how can you doubt those? Man? How can you not like those? You're entitled to your opinion, and I'm not knocking you for that. But, I mean, really, you're really going to hate on those series, especially Punisher. Yeah, I think to be fair, I don't think Brad's a big nerd or geek at all. 
when it comes to comics. So I think for him, it's just like, eh, okay, I don't see, I don't get it. If you like it, cool. But um, but uh, but but to your point, to your point, Brad, the, your comment, maybe you don't appreciate realistic responses and good acting. Come on, son, you know you ain't gotta be salty. <laughs> you <laughs> gotta is, be salty. <laughs> but yeah, um, but getting back on topic, like Kilgrave. I said, Kilgrave. Kilgrave. Kilgrave was scary. Yeah, Kilgrave. Um, Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth was just cool. Yeah. He was just cool. Come on, Mahershala Ali, and that's bad acting. Come on now, Oscar winning Mahershala mm-hmm. Ali. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, you know, fried chicken, like I said, um, when I say it's overrated, I don't mean to say that I dislike it. I mean, I still like it, but I prefer grilled. Ooh, you gotta try. You do gotta try Flames on Eddie Street. Flames? Yeah, it's a Jamaican restaurant on Eddie, on Eddie Street where the old Dunkin' Donuts was across okay. from Wendy's. Okay. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go there. All right, I'm all right. I'll I'll, I'll put that on my list. A bit, a bit pricey, but it's worth it. Okay. But but yeah, I'm a I'm a grilled chicken guy. That's just that's just me. So that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, anything else but food related? Because I have one more on food. Pineapples does not belong on pizza. I disagree. I absolutely disagree. As a matter of right. fact, Hawaiian pizza, ham and pineapple pizza is culinary greatness. Keep the ha- keep the ham. Mm-hmm. It just seems like one of those things. It's like something that's sweet doesn't belong on something like cheesy. Yeah. You 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 think that, but you'd be surprised. Like like the 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 way the juices marinate all over the all over the gooey cheese, all over the pizza from the juices that from the pineapple when it using nah. up all its strumph, you know, and when and the way it caresses the juices of the ham. I got three words to describe it: fabulous. I'm through. Is there is there like a is there a talk that we need to have like off screen or something? No, no, but um, but seriously though, yo, it just it's it's just not maybe it's the hype that it's isn't supposed to go together mm-hmm. that makes it people like it so much. And as a matter of fact, do you even know for a fact that people in Hawaii like ha- eat Hawaiian pizza like that? I think I heard like they actually don't. Odds are they don't. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I will say like ham and pineapple pizza. It's no, really good. Like, just don't... like the secret is you you cut up the you cut up the pineapple in small smaller chunks. smaller chunks, right? But yeah. it's like still, it's like it don't pineapples with like pizza sauce. Yeah, it's just it just seems it's not that combination, and I don't like it. I I love it. Like no, I don't sir, know. I don't like it. I don't know what y'all talking about. Like I remember when we were at the Freddy Cup, and when we, and when uh, I think Freddy ordered the the Hawaiian pizza, that was good as fuck, man. Nah, the barbecue pizza, the barbecue chicken pizza, and that's what's it. That's where it's at. Yeah, that was really good. But yo, that Hawaiian pizza, yo, it was flying out the box though. Nah. I guess because people were really hungry, but still. Yeah, we did kind of get that move, <laughs> that food late, but. But yeah, Hawaiian pizza, yo, that's in my top five pizzas of all time, right there, son. Alright. Sure. Yeah, Vasilios, man. All right. All right. What's yours? What you got next? Uh, let's see. Um, well, moving away from food, I got something on. Uh, <laughs> he's spitting opinions, Kyle. No, he is spitting those opinions. Those is facts. Um, as far as uh, music goes, um, and you know what? As far as far as music goes, I have one for unpopular opinion, and this is just one that's just for the life of me, I just don't understand. Oh, I already know what it is. I bet. I mean. Of the of the list of overrated singers, I I still don't understand 
why Beyonce is so popular. Oh, shit. No, 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 no. We're going to retract that statement. No, 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 no. We, we no, will not. we're going to retract this statement. We will not. Because listen, listen, you don't know how strong the Beehive is. Come at me, Beehive. Because listen, listen. no, they ruin lives. They ruin careers. Oh. When was the last time you heard it from Carrie Hilson? Who? There you go. <laughs> but, yo, listen, I don't. As far as like, is Beyonce a good singer? Yes. Is she a decent actress? Sure. Dreamgirls is a great film. But she wasn't that. Yeah. But I, for the life of me, I can't understand where cultural critics and fans are coming from when they say that, oh, Beyonce is an icon. She is a genius. She is a visionary. Like she is, she is like the golden goddess of, of, of music. I, you know, I listened to Lemonade. I even watched the, the short film that came with it. And yeah, Beyonce was inspired by Daughters of the Dust. She was inspired by other independent black films. Does that make her a genius? No, it doesn't. Her her music served perfectly serviceable. Does is it coming from a personal place? I guess. But is her music revolutionary? Is her music meaningful? Does it really touch me at my at my core? No, not really. And, and really, like, is, like, and, and that's not to say, and that's not to say this Beyonce is Victor whack. Saying this. And that's not to say Beyonce is whack because no, Beyonce is not whack. She is a highly talented singer. Yes, but to say that oh, she's an icon, a genius, a revolutionary. No, I, I, I don't see it. I really don't see it. I, I think her, her, her status as a cultural icon is one hundred percent unearned, unearned. Well, this will be the last episode of the Codex Prime podcast because the Beehive will come at us. You know what? As far as the, the Beehive goes, Beehive, the, they, they come. Just bring the, it. Trust. Let me tell you something. Just bring it. The Beehive, they are worse than Patriot fans. They are worse than NFL fans. They are like literally, they're like soccer fans. Real, really? Come on, really? Trust me. They end careers. I mean, they uh, they have ended careers, and they will do that. I mean, there was a like there was a stat, there was a stat, and I put this as a status. Luckily, people like just laughed at it, and nobody even paid that much attention to me. But um, there was like a couple years ago while Beyonce was on tour, she sneezed on stage, mm-hmm. and yes. the entire arena mm-hmm. said, "Bless you." That's that's some cult shit right there. That is cult. Yo, just imagine if she fought it. <laughs> yeah, if people like whiffing, like getting a whiff, like, oh my, I must, I must get a whiff of the goddess's flatulence. Dog, they <laughs> trust me. The beehive is strong. I I hope you're prepared. You know what? As far as the beehive goes, send send all the hate mail at codexprimepodcast at gmail.com. It will a, drive you to suicide, man. I'm telling you. As a matter I of fact, am telling you. I think a, a, a dear friend of the show, Afton, I believe, is a big Beyonce fan as well. Is she? Is she? I don't know. I, I know she's a huge Drew Hill fan. Okay, but um, but but, but yeah, you know what? I I know some Beyonce fans. Hey, are are they as crazy as you describe? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, shoutouts to cousin Asia. Mm-hmm. They were, I was telling her about the time when I met when I got to hang out with the Cowboys a couple years ago. Okay. So I told her, I was like, well, you know, I shook Miles Austin's hand. Mm-hmm. Miles Austin used to date Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian is quote unquote friends with Beyonce. So she, I told her that. Mm-hmm. She put her hand out to me to shake my hand 
because I have that like handshaking lineage what? to Beyonce. Wow, that that's that's nuts. Yo, my bro. cousin John John. Mm-hmm. Yo, shout out to yo, shout out to him. He's in a new um short. He's in a new web series uh, called Chapter Two. You have mm-hmm. to check that out. It's on YouTube, I believe. Right but um, yo, hit. listen, I introduced via Facebook to him and cousin Asia. Mm-hmm. Yo, they've been best friends since. Really? Because of their love for Beyonce. Wow. As a matter of fact, cousin John John, he is a Baltimore Ravens fan. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's from Baltimore. Yeah. And when the Ravens, the last time when the Ravens won the Super Bowl, that was when Beyonce performed at halftime and had the, you know, had the blackout and everything. Yeah. Him being a Ravens fan, mm-hmm. to him, it was like there was a football game at the Beyonce concert. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Listen, the beehive is strong. Be careful with that. I mean, if, if you say so, but, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, um, I'll say Beyonce fans. I but I guess this, this to me they sound like a bunch of Roman Reigns stands, if oh, you will. Shit. You know, <laughs> no, I don't even. Th- no Roman Reigns fans can they cannot even like they are they're a blink of an eye compared to the Beehive. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm telling you, the Beehive is strong. All right, if you say so. Like I said, Codex Prime Podcast at Gmail dot com. Send us your hate mail directed towards me, Victor Omoyo, and I welcome it. Just. Bring it. <laughs> All right. Well, so, I'm gonna go off into um, off into movies. Okay. Around. Okay. I did not like Finding Nemo. What? Couldn't get into it. I'll smack the black off your face, man. How, how, how can you? How can you hate Finding Nemo? <laughs> I just couldn't get into it. As a matter of fact, I constantly fall asleep on it. How can you fall asleep at Finding Nemo? Just couldn't get... I just really can't get into it. Like, I've seen all the hype. I know you've shed many tears over it. Well, it's Finding Dory. (laughs) Oh, that one either. I don't even pay attention. (sighs) Listen, man. My girl's daughter watches it a lot, and I'm just like, all right, here you go. And I'm just like, uh, I'm I'm on my phone or whatever. Is it because you've seen Finding Nemo in the background so many times? Because, like, you know, daughter, you're, you're... your girlfriend's daughter likes it so much. No, I was even I was feeling that way like before I even met my girl. So. Listen, man, fi- I just couldn't. I could not get into it. That's that's disgraceful. Listen, Finding Nemo is one of Pixar's finest films. You put some respect on that film. Listen, storytelling, voice acting, the the quality of the animation. Two thousand three. That film still holds up. What fifteen years later? Mm-hmm. Yes, still one of their very best. I still put it in my top ten easily. For Pixar, and you you want to sit here. What, dish- what would be number one? Toy Story. Number one would be, you know what? It would number one would be Inside Out. I'm gonna say Inside Out, then Toy Story three. Oh. Yeah. Toy but, Story. Yeah, that's when like Andy like grows up and moves. Yeah. And they're all just sitting on the on the porch. No, um, they're in the daycare. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, yo, Fighting Nemo. That's one, not only one of Pixar's finest. That's one of the finest animated films in the last decade and a half, dude. Could not get into it. Well, then again, I mean, you're you're of simple taste. So what no, do you know? I'm just a casual fan. <laughs> Casuals, Ugh. filthy casuals. Come on, Ben Carson. I'm just a casual. Come on, Ben Carson. Come on, Ben Carson. What can we come on, Ben Carson? Go ahead, do it. Oscar T. Rex. 
I'm just a casual get your, fan. Get, come on, bougie. No, I ain't bougie, man. You're, Listen, you're very bougie. I am not bougie. You are very bougie. First of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right now. As far as I, people, people have called me, like you on this podcast and people outside the podcast, like among our friends and, and our circle, they've had the nerve to call me bougie. For the simple reason that I that my opinion defers from theirs, for the simple reason that I know just a little bit more about Man, film you, than you, they do. Oh, you fast and oh, you fast and furious fans. Oh, you 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 and your sports ball and all that. You sound bougie as fuck. What about sports ball? I'll get into sports in a minute. But listen, yes, Kyle, you know inside ahead. out. Go ahead. You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, as far as sports goes, you know, I've said this before on the podcast and I'll say it again. I absolutely hate, absolutely. <laughs> you like Starbucks, bro. Bougie. Thank you, Kyle. Come on, man. Just, you, just, just because you like Starbucks doesn't mean you're bougie, all right? Some tells me that we this was about to be Kyle's like favorite no, episode. No. Listen, man. Anyway, I absolutely hate how much sports and athletes are worshipped in this country, in the no, U.S. It's competition. I mean, listen, I hate the way that sports are the difference maker between kids getting into college and not affording tuition. I hate the way athletes are respected more than teachers. I hate the fact that teachers get no motherfucking respect in this country. But yet, just because you can dribble a ball or run down an end zone, you're the fucking man or you're the fucking woman. Well, what I mean, in fact, I'm, 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 I'm gonna say this: sports brings out the worst qualities in people every single time. I mean, competition is one thing, but you you see it from the fans, you see it from the shit talking among athletes and fans. Fan bases are the worst. They're the worst because yo, we won, we won the Super Bowl. You didn't win shit. All you did was buy a dusty ass jersey from the concession stand. Were, were you on? Were you on the field? Were you dribbling that ball? Were you running down the end zone? You're a fan. You're a fan. You're a sports fan. You don't win shit. You don't win games. You don't lose games. You just sit there and watch. You sit there and you and you, you pay. Watch, you pay you franchises. Cheer. Your you hard earned money. That's all you do. That's all you do. You, 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 you give you give Jerry's world your money so you can sit down and watch the game like a zombie. Zombie, stuffing nachos and all that, all that uh, uh, GMO laced food in your mouth in your pie hole, so you can watch your sports ball team win. That's all. So when you say that, oh, we won, we won the Super Bowl, we won the Stanley Cup, you didn't win a goddamn thing. You're just a watcher. You're a spectator. No, we, but we, it makes us feel good. We like to be a part of it. Okay, so if that means giving off that our energy to our favorite teams, then so be it. Listen. So be it. Whether or not you cheer for a team, it doesn't make any difference whether or not that team's going to win a championship. Okay, point proven. Entertainment, bro, equivalent to a movie buff. Movies are different, but listen. Oh no. Okay, here comes that select. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Selective hit. Selective outrage. Go ahead. Movies are different, but listen. We're talking about sports now. But but listen. You got you got to admit, Carl. You got to admit that 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 sports have such a high premium in our country to the point where stadiums. Stadiums get 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 our tax money to be cities prioritize building more stadiums than schools. But they bring jobs. What they do? They bring jobs. Jobs. Yeah, they bring jobs to our community. Something that our thing, something our community needs. Our economy needs it. And not to mention, I would have to say, I would, I beg to differ. Here's what really brings the worst out of people. What's that? Politics. Absolutely, I agree. Okay, okay. Well, I agree. Wow, we agree. 
I because this past election was exhausting. It was, but he, it the, was exhausting, and it brought out the worst. I was like, I was like, I could not even bring my energy to it because it was like once I know if I get into a debate, a debate with somebody, I'm just like, yeah, I cannot do this no more. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would, I would, I would just burn out. I, I mean, I, I, I give you that, but unlike, unlike sports, politics is necessary whether you but whether you like it or not. Unites people. I would say this. Okay. I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. Lifelong lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan. All right? You can see you if you go to a Cowboys game or mm. any other team by that any other like team by that matter. Right. You actually see so many people who especially who are on the same side. Mm-hmm. Come on. Dallas Cowboys, we're in Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is a republic. That is a red state to the core. Yes, it is. But yet, you see people from all walks of life, mm-hmm. all wearing that navy blue, all wearing that navy blue star. Same thing with the Panthers. Some of it, I did not like no damn Redskins in high school. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> damn son, we, who was you? Rock, who was you rocking with before '96? Huh? Hmm. Who was well, who was his favorite team before '96? I didn't know Kyle in '96, <laughs> but the Panthers weren't. The Panthers didn't come around until about '96. Gotcha. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you see people in all walks of life rocking that navy blue star or whatever team that they go to. They go to. You mm. high five, Jerry Rice. Mm. I would say the Niners will be my second team okay. because of those classic uh, Cowboys Niners games. Mm-hmm. But um, like anybody, like I went to I went to a Cowboys game a couple of years back. Yeah, I was high fiving people mm. that I I was high fiving strangers after each touchdown. And like, who knows? They probably thought about lynching me. Like, what is this N word sitting doing sitting next to me? <laughs> the Cowboys scored a touchdown. We was high fiving each other, celebrating and whatever. Right. Yes, sports can bring. Yes, it's competition amongst people. Mm-hmm. But sports can also unite people as well. I mean, yes, t- point taken. It, it can unite people towards a common goal or just that common camaraderie. I, I get that. Across borders and all that, it's beautiful from a certain point of view. But at the same time, though, we you do, do you not see how awful it is that the NFL, the National Football League, is legally considered by our government a non-profit entity? I okay. There's one thing I cannot comment on because I don't know too much on the on like you know the business end of it. Like I know it definitely is a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Look, look it up. I mean, there's no reason why the I would have to do more a... research on that on that aspect. Yeah. I you know I enjoy the games. Mm-hmm. You know I enjoy rooting for my team, whether they're good or bad. Um, I mean, metallic blue till I die. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. But hold on, wait, 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 wait. What? You're a professional wrestling fan, right? Yeah. Isn't that the same thing? No, it's different. How how so? See, professional. See, number one, professional wrestling doesn't have the cultural stranglehold that that professional sports has in the country. Number one, it can. It Um, can. We go get. Okay. Say. Let me see. All right. WrestleMania is coming up. Yes. 
Odds are you're going for Shinsuke Nakamura. Of course. Say I'll go for AJ Styles. Uh huh. Won't we be going back and forth? Won't we be going at it? Debating? Yeah. Just like how we do in the Wrestling Fantasy Warfare group? Yes. It's the same thing as when we go when we like debate about sports. It's 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 a little different. It, no, it's it's, it's a little, the it's, same thing. It's, it's, it's there's more we to it in wrestling. Thing. Who's the better team? Who's the better wrestler? There's 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 uh, more. There's here more. it is. There's more here to it. Here it is. When you're wrong, <laughs> no, you nope. stutter. No, no, no. There's more to it in wrestling. See, in wrestling, there's there's nuance. You got to look at the work rate of both athletes. You got to so look got at the, the work rate the, of both teams. No, you got to look at the the the, the, stor- the storytelling of, of of both of both athletes. The right? Storytelling of both of that simple game. Who which game? Which team will come out superior? Listen, man. Here we, we go. We're not talking about Victor wrestling. Victor is 0-2 for debates. No. Shout out no, to Adrian. No, I got no, no. Damn, Adrian need to be watching this right no, now. No, no, listen, 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 man. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a stutter. With with you got you gotta admit though you you, you gotta admit shut up with that damn song man <laughs> stutter 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 that was Joe right yes man and mystical yeah it's been a while Joe needs to come up with some music but anyway he does just not it's on it's more adult contemporary R and B ah I gotcha but yeah I mean but here's the thing I guess like for me when it comes to sports like professional sports like I just think that fans. There's like way too much of like a cult of personality, way too much worship, like not just fandom, actual worship of these athletes. And it's like, dude, who's your all time favorite wrestler? All time favorite? Damn, that's hard to say. Uh, I'd have to really think about that. Um, if you were really twisting my arm, maybe Chris Jericho. See, that's one I agree with, but okay, my all time favorite is The Undertaker. Okay. Like, I. I, I am a hardcore Undertaker fan longer right. than I've been a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I would defend that. I would defend that man to the T and say, listen, Undertaker's the GOAT. You would say Chris Jericho's the GOAT. There's another debate. Mm-hmm. You will put him on, you will put Chris Jericho on a pedestal, just like I will put, okay, Nature Boy. What was that? example, like you said, Flair, yeah. you, I would put Undertaker on that pedestal. We will go at it. We will all put people to uh, people on a pedestal to a certain degree, right? But but he, but here's the thing. Again, like I'm just saying, I just think that sport, professional sports, have too high a priority in our society at the expense of other professions and other mm. aspects of our society that, that need the money. Who, wait, but who says that people do, that people do not do not like respect teachers and firemen, policemen, or whatever? Yo, yo, mm, policeman's a little. Well, yeah, policeman. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. not the best example, but um, but I mean, like with with teachers, teachers, professors, um, you know, firefighters, like, yo, like the people, the fact that teachers, those people, they they do get their props. They get their props. They're but, just not on national TV, right? But here's the thing, like if, like, for for a more just society, I Mr. think Feeney that he was my all time favorite teacher. Right, but he's fictional. But, but you did not learn from Mr. Feeney. We all did, yeah. Exactly. But yo, teachers teachers should be the ones getting those six figure salaries and athletes, you know, they should it, it should be more equity is what I'm saying. I think that 
Just because you're you're able to dribble a basketball or you're able to carry a football or kick a ball around the field, that doesn't mean that that doesn't entitle you to more respect and more adulation than someone who busts their ass in a classroom every day, but than who, someone who fights fires every to, day, but than someone so who fit. puts their life on the line every day. Okay, but who says that those athletes didn't work hard to get where they are? I'm not saying that they didn't, but I'm you just saying who. I mean, who you don't know what they're doing. Okay, here's another example. Uh, okay, I may be a bit biased, but I'm good friends with Will Blackman. Okay. Okay, he was play- he played on the Washington Redskins, not this past year, but the year before that, and he's okay. been on multiple teams. Yeah. Super Bowl winning cornerback uh, yep. against Tom Brady. Okay, word right on. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you would get a kick out of that. <laughs> but I'm like, he comes back every year and runs a free football camp mm. that I DJ every year. Mm-hmm. He comes back, okay. He actually tries to be a mentor. He's actually a mentor to ch- you know to the to these kids, mm-hmm. where he puts in his money. He puts in money and provides a free camp. He gives mm-hmm. ki- kids a chance to actually like interact with an actual NFL player and some other NFL players. Mm-hmm. And one one thing that he does that like, he makes sure that he um all the play all the NFL players that he gets he makes sure that they are from here. Mm-hmm. To show these kids, like, okay, just because you're from here, that you can make it too. Yeah, he can. He actually shows kids, mm-hmm. just like a teacher does, mm-hmm. that they can achieve. They can achieve their dreams. Right on. That, that, isn't really not. It's not that. Mu- it's not that much different. The only difference is just the pay and the line of work. Yeah. Well. <sighs> I mean, here's the thing, but the stutter. But here's the thing, like I said, and that and that's awesome. That is genuinely awesome work. Big ups, to, big ups to home, dude. But. And many, like many other football players, do that for their communities. Right. Like I respect, like I respect the hell out of Colin Kaepernick. You know, because he's putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah, exactly. But we got to move on because this is yeah. more stuff. Yeah, so we'll we'll just you know we'll just agree, we'll just agree that I'm and right. We'll when it comes have to, to agree to yeah. disagree. Yeah. You just don't like sports, and I love sports. Yeah, well, like I said, like the the cultural stranglehold and emphasis that sports has in this country is what I object to more than the sports itself. I think we can we can agree on that. But uh, but yeah, what's uh what's on your list, man? Superman sucks. The, as just a character. Yeah. Okay, explain. explain. He's just too like. I swear there is like some uh, comic book Illuminati law mm-hmm. that makes sure that like Superman is the absolute most powerful superhero in the world. Mm. Just because he was like one of the first. Yeah. If not, the, no, I think there was a couple more before him. Yeah, there were like the Phantom, I believe. Phantom was before Superman? Yeah. Yeah. But to me, he's just <laughs> spitting fast. Good looks, Kyle. But Superman is just like he's just so dead regular. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's just like all time. He's a god. Yeah. Like not too many flaws. It's like he just cannot do no wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there's something to be said. He's with. not really rela- He's not relatable. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I, I agree. Um, I will say that you know it's hard it's hard to make him relatable when his he only, he has only two weaknesses kryptonite and magic and now all of a sudden like he's uh he's immune to kryptonite really yeah huh. in the in the latest comics he's immune he's grown immune to kryptonite that 
okay, that's he, he has to be perfect. <laughs> he has to be perfect. He need he needs a cut. If he was a plain white t shirt, he needs a ketchup stain. <laughs> I mean, I will I will say like with Superman, it's um. I mean, I, I'll agree with you to a certain extent. I think that there's a way to make Superman more relatable. Like, he's the type of character that it heavily depends on who's writing him and what storyline he's put in. Like, for example, like, with the current DC Rebirth r- version of Superman, like, it's actually pretty interesting. Like, the, the, way that, the way that they make him interesting is, like, by giving him a family, like Lois Lane and, and his son, Superboy. Like, they're characters who have vulnerabilities, and they make Superman more relatable in return. Also, you have all the other Superman versions like Red Sun, which is like Superman lands in Russia instead of Kansas. I remember hearing it. Yeah, and that and that kind of makes him more relatable because it's like, okay, I have these powers, but I'm more about representing a different ideology, so I got to represent Russia instead of the U.S. And it kind of makes him more interesting. So there's ways to make him more interesting, but I do agree with you, like on the like the broad aspects, like he's too perfect. Goku yeah. can be Superman. It's a hell of a match. Spirit bomb. I, I think I think Superman can take a spirit bomb. If the writers will make him do that, yeah, because they make him fucking god. Yeah, well, you know, just... Goku throws a spirit bomb. Trust me, I am let my hands are in the air, lending his energy to, and they do that in the game. They do. Oh my god, they did that. It was fire. Like I screamed. Nice. As a matter of fact, I'm doing it in the game. I'm trying. I had to give him my energy, and I'm holding up one hand. I'm like, no, it's supposed to be two. Okay, sit about it. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I think I think we can we can kind kind of agree to the rest when the audio drops. Hi, right, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, we can kind of agree on Superman. Um, uh, uh, he's leaving. Oh yeah. Oh man. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna get into some wrestling ones. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I have a few wrestling ones as far as unpopular opinions go. I only got one. We have one. I only have one for wrestling. No, let's hear let's hear your wrestling one real quick. Let's hear that. Tyson Kidd was underrated. Yes, he was. I agree. He was underrated, and it's a damn shame that he had that. Like I ending. followed, I followed him when um when he went by TJ Wilson and FCW. Um, I tried to catch some of his um uh, uh, his um New Japan matches, but like yeah. it was just uh, it was just so unfortunate. I could have <laughs> Damn it! I was about to leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's here for the wrestling one. Okay. Uh. I just think I just really it was really I, I it actually hurt my heart mm-hmm. when he got that career ending injury. Yeah, that was a catastrophic neck injury. He said that like yeah. only two percent of people survive it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I'm glad he's doing agent work. He's still with the company, but it's just like, damn, you could have been you could have been you could have been so much more. Yeah, I agree. Okay, yeah, he was on the come up too. Um I, I will say, like, for an unpopular opinion, and uh, you know what? Uh, Shout-outs to uh, a YouTube film critic, Movie Bob, Bob Chipman, for his episode of Unpopular Opinions, because he raised a, he raised a similar point. Mm-hmm. And here's my, here's my unpopular opinion. I never want to see Daniel Bryan wrestle ever again. <sighs> I, I, think, I, think his, I think his in-ring career is done. No matter what Daniel Bryan says, no matter how hard he wishes to return to the ring, I think that Daniel Bryan returning to the ring is a phenomenally stupid idea because a by Daniel Bryan by his own admission has had an ungodly amount of concussions for a man his age and for him to and for and he has gone on record by saying that the minute his contract expires is the minute he goes back to the indies and I think that's stupid because 
if Daniel Bryan gets back into the mm-hmm. ring, number one, because of the concussions he, concussions he suffered, he's already had he already has long term damage. He has to look forward to down the line. And B, if he get, if he gets back in the ring, God forbid, he's gonna end up like another Chris Benoit situation, and we don't need that. Yeah, we need Daniel Bryan in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, we need Chris a- Benoit ain't going. Hell no. Although I do have a friend mainly because Chris Benoit is one of his favorites. I'm not gonna call out who. He's like, yo, man, they ain't not. Uh, they need to put my boy Benoit in the Hall of Fame. I'm like, dude, are you serious? That'll never happen. I'm like, Doug, you can't even watch a Chris Benoit match without thinking about what he did in his final days. That is true. Yeah, like like Kurt Angle versus Benoit, WrestleMania 17. I'm like, this is a great match. Wow, Benoit killed his wife and son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, for Daniel Bryan, like no matter what he says or what Brie Bella says, his, his in-ring career is done. He'll never yeah, wrestle yeah. again. And WWE, I got to agree with them. They're in the right to not clear him. Because like if they clear him, then WWE they'll be liable for if he ends up dying in the ring. Yeah, Birdie needs a dad. Birdie needs a daddy. Exactly. Yeah. So yo, like Daniel Bryan, dude. Like I'm a fan, but leave leave the memories alone. You you have so much to look forward to. Just just do your commissioner general manager thing on SmackDown. That's what that song. Leave the memories alone. Yeah. Use that for the Ric Flair tribute when he retired. Oh, Quote unquote cool. retired. Yeah, indeed. All right, go ahead. Um, that's my only, That was my only wrestling one, so go ahead. Uh, my other unpopular opinion is I don't get Bobby Roode's character on SmackDown Live. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, is he, a, is he supposed to be a face? Is he a tweener? Is he a heel? I think that when he, when he moved from NXT to the main roster, they cut his personality away from him because when he was at NXT, he was the perfect heel. Like he was like full of himself, the suits, very arrogant, condescending. Like like he lived up to being such the fans such, such a douchebag. The fans made him a baby face because of the entrance. That yeah. that's literally what happened. Yeah, I unfortunately that's 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 the thing. And um and I think that and I and I can't believe I'm saying this, I think there's something to be said for WWE taking away certain elements from heels to get the fans to boo them but the way Vince McMahon handles that is that you get you, you take away the fans reasons to care about the fan about the wrestler when you take away certain elements but people still care about Bobby Roode they do but when I look at Bobby Roode it's like I don't I don't get him like is he is he does he is he just Mr. Glorious entrance theme that's it because that's really all he is just decent matches and a great entrance that's his gimmick, really, pretty much. It works. It, it just works. I mean, WWE really can't. It's more about is he selling? Is he selling glorious T-shirts? I think he probably he is. is. Over. They, that's what they want. That that's what they want. Yeah. I mean, at, at the same time, I hear that they're trying to undercut Rusev's momentum because he's supposed to be a heel. But you know. With the whole Rusev Day thing, yeah. But yeah. I'm really surprised that's getting over because I honestly like the whole like extra tough guy Rusev yeah. that he had when he's coming back. Like he was just a, like when I just saw that, I'm like, that's power. Yeah, that is. Yeah, he was like a straight brute. And yeah, and then like you know, the whole Lana and Dolph Ziggler thing that really messed him up. Yeah, but Rusev Day is funny. I'm it cool. Is. I'm cool with it. It is. I have no beefs. Yeah, he's making the most of it, so good for him. Um, but yeah, Bobby Roode, like I said, like he needs to have a more firm character. I think he needs to be a straight heel. I think that's where he shines the most, and um, that's where I want to see him at. More, more of a personality because he's just 
I'm just a good wrestler with a great entrance. That's it. Okay. Your next one. You got like what? Uh, got a couple more. Yeah, um, go one, um, the character of Bailey on the main roster. I think Bailey peaked way too early. Yeah. I think I think for her, her storyline is the chase for the title. But now that she might have now that she's got it, but you know what? It's another thing. She sells. She appears to the younger demographic. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you see, you see them little girls. Yeah, with those shirts and the one point and the one side ponytail. Mm-hmm. And Izzy, the super fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, my girlfriend's daughter loves that entrance. Yeah, it's colorful, wacky, wavy, wavy inflatable tube. Yeah, man. she sing, she sings the lyrics. That that's what they that's what they got. Yeah, they got her. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for marketing purposes, like she's shining, and no, all power to her. But I will say, like, I think a better storyline for Bailey would not only to have her chase the championship, like, like, because she's been in the main roster for like since 2016, right? Something about that. Yeah. yeah. So I think what could have been really dope is if have Bailey keep chasing the title, then have Asuka win the Raw Women's Championship, and then Bailey eventually faces Asuka one on one, and so it's like, oh man. Bailey's like in her head, it's like, oh, I gotta face the woman who beat me for the NXT championship and who was undefeated. They could now, do that. I got a big challenge ahead of me. They can could do I that, but with but I think I have a feeling they're gonna do that with Naya. Because yeah. like she's has she has a lot. I know you're not the biggest Naya fan, but you have to admit, she's getting over very well right now. She is. She's getting some very po- positive babyface reactions. Yeah. In fact, like on Raw too. She's a uh, yeah. When she cried and stuff, like I, mean, yeah. I was like, they made my girl cry. Yeah, Alexa Bliss giving her those backhanded that backhanded pep talk. But they probably might switch that around because okay, let's. We all know Oscar's winning the championship at WrestleMania. Yeah. That could turn that around into a whole program because not Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss are best friends. Mm-hmm. Like they are all over each other's Instagram. Oh yeah, in real life. So yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. So like they can turn they can, they can turn that into a program. Oh yeah, they absolutely could. And like I said, like um, I I think Naya is. She's right. Oscar never mentioned a challenge. That's right. She could still challenge Charlotte technically. Um, because they never fought. So that would be an intriguing match. Be, I still my dream match would be is to see Natalia against Oscar. Mm. Both had that Japanese training. Oh, that would be a great match. Stiff match, stiff hits and whatnot. Um, that could be a... Yep, she could challenge Charlotte in a twist. Yep. And then you can have Nia face Asuka for the Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Although, like I said, for Nia, I think she 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 definitely has room to grow. I think hopefully she can show more of her her personality more and more through her gimmick, especially as a baby face. Right. Um, I think she should show a little more range in her wrestling you know, I know she, I know she's a big girl. She can do dominating moves, and that's it. But she can do she can do a little more. Like if Piper Niven can can be versatile, so can Nia. And also one other thing I gotta say about Nia, not so much about Nia, but some of her fans, yo, and especially in the wrestling fantasy warfare <laughs> chat. Listen, y'all, you, I will not mention names, but to all you cats in the wrestling fantasy warfare chat, y'all are y'all are just a little too parched for Nia Jax. <laughs> Just way too parched. That's I all I'm gonna really say. I love it. That's all I'm gonna I say. I love like, it. I laugh so hard. Kyle's watching. Like, I know he has to comment on this. The, the way some, the way a couple of y'all cats in the wrestling fantasy warfare chat on Facebook fetishize Nia Jax. Yes, I get it. She's a big woman with a pretty face. I get it. Okay, cool. Come on, y'all. 
really? Y'all sound a little too thirsty. Just a little bit. Have some, have some, have some Poland Spring. Quench your thirst. Oh, man. That, that's all I got to say, really. Okay. <laughs> Me, I love it. I, I'm so entertained by it. Yeah. He's sitting beside you, Vic. What's up? Oh, that's that's right. Hey, I love Naya. That's right, uh, man. I love Naya. Yo, man, I can I can get I can go to the kitchen right now. And get you some, get you a cup of water, man. Um, and uh, oh man. Uh, so yeah, um, I do have a uh, one more uh un- unpopular opinion when it comes to wrestling. Um, Randy Orton. I like Randy Orton as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. As a personality and gimmick, he's fucking. Bland as shit. He is boring as fuck. This dude, Randy Orton, crisp drop kicks in the business, yes. Crisp wrestler, yes. Accomplished former 12-time, 13-time world champion, yes. When he walks to the ring, he just has a look on his face like, man, I just do this in my sleep. Randy, he sleepwalks through his matches. His pers- his promos, nothing, nothing, nothing special to speak of. His his personality, heel or face, nothing special to speak of. It's like when I watch him, he's he's like he's like the human equivalent of Nightquill sometimes. <laughs> and and don't get me started, man. Like, yo, go back to twenty twelve to twenty fourteen. Take a shot every time Randy Orton and John Cena had a one-on-one match you will die of alcohol poisoning well yeah at that time they're just honestly them two are just lifelong rivals I honestly think that Randy Orton is John Cena's best rival and that's only because they date they came from the same graduating class in OVW yeah like that that's what I like to see they both like came up at the same time it's literally to me to them it's like watching Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit go at it. Mm. Minus the technical. The yeah. technical skills. Yeah. And and I will say like with Randy Orton, I think his best gimmick was the legend killer. Yeah. Yeah, without question. That's when he had the most personality. Because Randy Orton, I guess in real life, he kinda is has a bit of a prickishness, prickish streak to him. And it translates well as when he's a heel. I had a good experience. I had a good experience when I met Randy Orton, so yeah. I can't really say like he he was a prick. Like he was re- he was pretty he was cool to me. You know, we took the picture together. Like like like, like I'm saying allegedly, like according yeah. to some fans, but because yeah. like I said, obviously I never I never met or know know the guy. But like as far have as have you a, met any wrestlers? Um, I met Ricky the Dragon Steamboat that one time. Comic Con and uh, Jake uh, the Snake. Jake the Snake, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Randy Orton, like I said, is he a Hall of Fame worthy wrestler? Absolutely. Um, crisp wrestler, but as a personality, sometimes it's like I gotta fight to stay awake because it's like it's like you can tell that Randy Orton would, would rather be anywhere else but inside that ring sometimes, and it shows. <laughs> See where you're coming from. Yeah. So that's All that's right. those are, those are my unpopular wrestling opinions. All right, uh, I got a couple for. Um... Video games. Okay. I, I'm going I'm to try to breeze through these. Yeah. I thought Eternal Champions for Sega was dope. It was decent. A lot of people hated on it, and I thought it had the potential to be a successful franchise, but at that time, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter were way too big. They were, yeah. And it just wasn't measure. It didn't measure. It didn't measure up. Yeah, that's true. But I enjoy. I had so much fun. My dad bought that game for me. I had so much fun playing that game, mm-hmm. especially like you couldn't. 
you couldn't get the fatalities. They have fatalities, but you really couldn't get them. Mm-hmm. Like as easy, you couldn't get to them as easy as you can with Mortal Kombat. So then they were Mr. Caveman was the truth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, he was a good character, and so like the fatalities came out of no, like they would come out of nowhere sporadically, and it just made the game special for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? This game was dope. Yeah, and a lot of people hated on it. Yeah, you know, like gameplay wise, I'll say it's decent. Like it's definitely not whack, but like I think like with time, like if it had a chance to grow as a franchise, I agree it could have been something special. Yeah, like I would like to see like I wouldn't mind seeing a reboot. Like just yeah. throwing out there, Sega could publish it for like the Xbox and PS4. Yeah, I mean, look at Killer Instinct. Yeah, or Xbox. Yeah, I still um, beat your ass in that game. Yeah, barely. It wasn't barely. I beat your ass. Nah. I'm trying nah. to downplay my skills, boy. Nah. <laughs> All right. And um, Alter Beast for Sega, which was a very... Shaq Fu was whack. <laughs> it, Shaq Fu was I whack, had man. fun playing it. He was, Shaq Fu was the worst character in the game. <laughs> the little kid was the best character. Hi, Shaquille O'Neal. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> I know Kung Fu. I can't do it. <laughs> Sandwiches. <laughs> um... This was a highly popular game for Sega. Yeah. Alter Beast was whack. I agree. Yeah. Alter Beast was garbage. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was a plain Jane 2D game, 2D fighting adventure game. Yeah, I was just like, that's it? Yeah. I just I I got no I got no joy in it. And it's on the Sega and it's on the Sega the little Sega system. Oh yeah, man. I got shout outs to Harlow's. He was like, yo, when you he always tells me when you're gonna bring down that Sega. Mm. I'm like, I am. Yeah. I definitely am. Yeah, Ultra Beast isn't all that cracked out to be, I agree. Ultra Beast is garbage. Yeah. Garbage. Um, although I will say, and this is speaking of video games, I still maintain that Sonic the Hedgehog is the most overrated franchise of God, the nineties. Yeah, Sonic games don't hold up, people. Oh, shout out to Stephen Ho checking in. Yeah, Get out of here. Um, what are you talking about, Sonic or Alter Beast? Because um, Sonic is amazing. Sonic is amazing. Nah, Sonic doesn't hold up as much as people say it does. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sonic the Hedgehog. All those platformer games. I'm gonna they, bring. They expose themselves because when you slow the gameplay down, it's a clumsy platform. I'm going to. He's Sonic the Hedgehog. He's supposed to be fast. That's, Why would you want to play Sonic slow? That's no excuse. Why would you want to play that slow? I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna bring my PlayStation over again. Uh huh. And I am gonna show what, what shows you what Roy's can do. <laughs> I'm gonna. I want you to play. Sonic Mania. Okay. And watch, you will have the time of your life. Oh, Alter Alter Beast is garbage. (laughs) Garbage, Steven. And you know it. Yeah, it's it's not a classic idea. When I bring, I'll bring the Sega Master System, I'll bring the Sega System when we have our meeting, Steven, and then you, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, Sonic doesn't really hold up no matter what people say. Play it, play it. I will. That's. I will challenge you. We will play the. We. I will have you play Sonic Mania. Okay. Hell, we'll Twitch stream it. Okay, we'll play it. We'll play it. Um, I'm. I'm down for it. We need to utilize that Twitch more often. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, you know, I, I. You know, I will say as far as um, I don't have anything on video games really because I think I pretty much said everything I said about, about my unpopular opinions on video games last summer. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah. 
um, getting to film real quick, I will say that um, one of the most overrated films of the 90s is The Usual Suspects uh, with Kevin Spacey as Kaiser Sose. Mm-hmm. That movie doesn't hold up after one viewing. Like when you revisit it again, you realize that the characters are really nothing special. Uh, the, the twist, while it was shocking the first time, when you watch it, like you have a really dull crime story with dull characters and and a screenplay that thinks it's too clever for its own good but when you look at it it's like eh, it just comes off as trying too hard okay yeah and also the best thor film out of the three is still the first one thor one is better than thor ragnarok i enjoyed both Possibly on an equal probably on an equal level. Because I knew like the old Ragnarok was gonna be like a somewhat comedy and stuff. And I know you had your beefs with the whole Oh my god, he said a joke when it was supposed to be sad. The what was it called? Bathos? Bathos, yeah. Bathos, excuse yeah. me, yeah. I understand that, but I'm like, there's more to the movie than that. So I'm like not even gonna I'm not gonna hold I'm not gonna pull a Jen Green and say, Oh my god, this movie's horrible just for the one ending that she didn't understand. <laughs> I still laugh at that though. Oh yeah, I thought that was a bit. That was hilarious. That that is, um, you know what? Speaking of speaking of that, as far as movies go, and and th- and again, this I might get some pushback from among our 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 friends and perhaps viewers. I think that you know, for me, I respect a- anyone's taste in movies and whatnot. No, you don't. I do. That being said, among our circle of friends. I think some of y'all, I'm not mentioning names, some of y'all need to step your movie tastes up. I think y'all need to expand y'all horizons. I think that some of y'all pride yourselves on being too casual, that if you watch any film that falls even slightly outside the mainstream popcorn munching filth, you'll be like, I don't like it. This movie's too weird. It's too toggy. This movie's too slow. You are really going to say, sit here and say Mulholland Drive was not weird it was weird that weird movie was weird as hell like it had a nice basic story where like the girl got hit by the car mm-hmm. and she like lost her memory and her friend and her friend that she meets is yeah. trying to help her regain it mm-hmm. but the the gypsy in behind it from behind the restaurant right. that had nothing to do with the movie right the old couple that was just weird as fu- like had that had nothing to do with the movie kind of did the freak and they turned little right for no, for no apparent reason, it was like a it was like a visual hallucination. And then the whole and in the movie just ends by some broad just saying silencio. Yeah, and then it ends. Yep. Like, <laughs> what the hell does that have to do with anything? That's your bougie motherfucker. Done. Listen, Mulholland Drive is a brilliant film, and yeah, David Lynch. Like sometimes he does weird shit just for the sake of it. I agree, but as a whole, there's a, there's layers to Mulholland Drive, though. But I, I give you props for actually giving it a chance that falls outside your purview of, of popcorn munching mainstream stuff. I give you I give you all the praise for that. A game that doesn't hold up is Toe Jam and Earl. When I was young, uh, when I was young, it was a fun two-player, but after trying it again at PAX East, doesn't hold up. I would have to try. I would have to get a copy of Toe Jam and I'm gonna have to go to like Toy Vault or something, see if they still have it for Sega. Yeah, you know, what? I think I, I need to ball out into. I need to go to Toy Vault and ball out. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I have to agree with Steven on Toe Jam and Earl. Like, I remember, I remember playing it like even like 
six years ago because that was the first time I actually played Toe Jam and Earl because I have it on, a, on an emulator. I was just sitting there playing it and I'm like, mm, I, I don't see the I don't see the hype behind this game. I know like they were popular in the 90s, but that's about it. And and with that, I gotta say, man, I think I think pop culture nowadays we we're, we're too invested in nostalgia. We are, yeah, we are nostalgia because they know it sells. It, they they know it sells, but like when because nowadays, like with the whole '80s kick that we're on with Stranger Things and Ready Player One, I think that I think nostalgia is just comp- it just turns me off now because it's like because you're getting so much of it. Yeah, that and also like so so many people try to make it sound like their time period was the best. It's like, oh man, music was oh man, we had real artists back in our day. Nowadays you have whack artists like Migos. I mean, who what the hell's Amigos? You say Come, that about the night about nineties hip hop. Yeah. Yeah, but but here's the thing though. Nostalgia nostalgia doesn't it doesn't hold water because like twenty ten to twenty years from now, Today's generation of kids and teens, they're gonna look at the the future generation of teens and kids and be like, "Oh my God, what do you, what's, what do you listen to this whack shit for?" Back in our day, our generation had real artists like Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Those are some real artists. It's just gonna happen. Come on, yeah. our parents. Yep, our parents said the same thing. Yeah, my dad hated Snoop. Yeah, Snoop, Snoop Diggity Doggy Doog, what, whatever his name is. <laughs> Yeah, so like my dad still thinks that rap is delight and the breaks are the greatest rap records of all time. Wow, that's like that's the stone age of rap. Right there. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it is early days, nineteen seventy eight and nineteen eighty. Like, yeah, I mean, rap has gotten so much better, but like, I mean, you know, I, I think that nostalgia people, it's it's way too it's it's too comfortable a blanket. I think nostalgia is like a quaalude, you know. It's, it, it just you have to compare it to that. Yeah, like it, it, it gives it gives you like this nice. I can understand, feeling, but it just dulls your senses. You know, like you sound very experienced in quaaludes. No, nah, I'm not. Shout outs to Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I just think that you know, people people try to make the past seem greater than it actually was. You know, because like nowadays, 20, ten to twenty years from now, like today's stuff is going to be considered vintage or old school. Yeah. And you're gonna look it's back and like happens. some of today's stuff is gonna be that's that that's literally yeah. um I don't want to say the circle of life but that's just that's literally just the way it is it's it is gonna, it's gonna happen come on now there's people from who listen to music from the fifties and they'll say like George Clinton is whack yeah they don't know what they're talking about <laughs> but and then there was people from the thirties who listen to songs like shortening bread and they couldn't stand the temptations <laughs> yeah I mean? so forth and so forth it's just it's just gonna it's just gonna happen that's true yeah yeah anything else you got uh yeah i'd say oh uh, one one more thing um people who people who say that they don't read they turn me the fuck off People who pride themselves on A, not reading books, and B, oh, I've never been to the library in 10, 15 years. I don't even have a library card. You hang your head yeah, in shame. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've been to the library, but I enjoy going to Barnes and Noble. Okay. Like, I actually love like buying books and just owning them. Right up. You know what? I. Okay, good for you. I mean, you you have an out there that that, that gives you an out. You're, you're not kiss my ass, but I don't. Yeah, I just haven't haven't been. Yeah, I haven't been to the library forever. Hey, the last time I've been to the library was like to use the internet because I didn't have it at the house. 
Yo. Some to print out rap lyrics on from Ola.com. Wow. <laughs> and print out Dragon Ball pictures to draw them and all that. <laughs> Taking it back to the high school. Oh, God, yes. Remember? Oh, those were the days. Yeah, man. But, yo, people, I've said it from the very first episode of the podcast. Support, support your local libraries, people. <laughs> They're a treasure of cultural riches. You don't know what you're missing. If you have library fees, pay them. Renew your library card. Borrow some new stuff that's coming out. Not just books, but movies, Blu-rays, DVDs, video games. Some branches in Rhode Island have video games you can borrow, son. Yo, it's beautiful. Knowledge is free. There is no knowledge that is not power. Stay woke. Okay. Ready to move on to question of the week? Yes. All right. Question of the week. Yeah, we are running out of time. (laughs) So last week's question of the week was, what Saturday morning cartoon would you like to see get a reboot? Hmm. All right, this was actually a pretty good... This actually gotten some good responses, so I'm going to go down, starting with our Facebook friend, Nick Quattrini. He says, Super Friends. I wouldn't mind more anime, so I'd say Yu-Gi-Oh! and Digimon. I'd say Pokemon, but they're doing X and Y right now, and not sure if Sun and Moon will get a season or or a film. I'd love to see Spider-Man and his amazing friends. I had a VHS as a kid with two or three episodes, but never saw the whole show and with today's animation, I think it would be cool. Mm. Yeah, those super yeah that choppy animation. Gotta love that. that <laughs> choppy. Yeah. So um, on our Instagram, Elise5544 says Gargoyles. That show was so deep. Yeah. I love me some Gargoyles. I want to rewatch that I again. still hear that. I'm, I'm not sure if it was the rumor or so, but I heard that since you know Disney owns Gargoyles. Mm-hmm. That they actually want Marvel to do a Gargoyles movie. Hmm. You know what? I wouldn't be opposed to it. Me neither. Yeah. Keith David has to do the voice of Goliath, though. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, Katie, Katie underscore, Katie girl 890 says X-Men. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, like, tons of Disney, like, X-Men series right now. Oh, yeah. Um. One Mecky Human says, honestly, I wouldn't want the cartoons I grew up with to get a reboot. They pretty much butchered DuckTales. <laughs> I heard some good stuff about DuckTales, the reboot. Have you? Yeah. I haven't. Hmm. I haven't, like, even caught it. Yeah, me either. Um, Jessica Cushion says, gummy, pear, gummy bears and the recipe to the juice. <laughs> and, of course, yeah. the, the uh, supervillain goes, even though they probably ruin it, Muppet Babies could, be, could still be great. Hmm. I thought they had like a new version of Muppet Babies. Probably. Hmm. So, for this week's question of the week. Now, for those who are familiar, for those who are familiar with Death Note, mm-hmm. shout outs to uh, Girls Can't Geek for this. I I, I stole your question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, for, real quick, explain Death Note. Uh, Death Note is a wonderful anime series and manga series. Uh, thirty-six episodes on uh, you on not YouTube on Netflix about a kid named Light Yagami who uh, who takes it up who takes it upon his uh, his own hands to write who he considers evil, their names in the Death Note and the time that they die and how they die, in order to shape, reshape his vision of a perfect world by killing who he deems to be criminals or evil people. All right. So which fictional cat? Which fictional character? I'm not. I I don't want to touch real life yeah, characters. No. But um, which fictional character would you put on your Death Note? 
Hmm. Dang, fictional character in the Death Note. I'm gonna have to take a moment or two to think about this Man, one. Me too. <laughs> There's like so many. Um, I was gonna say somebody from Game of Thrones, but the ones that I really wanted to go are already dead. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let, let me let me think about this one for a moment or two. You know what? I'll take it a Game of Thrones one. Cersei gotta go. Yeah, the bitch gotta go. <laughs> Yes, yeah, Cersei is just a humongous douche. That's because, of, but you know, what? I love to hate her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, uh, Lena Headley, Hedy. She, yeah. she, she plays the hell out of that role. Yeah. More, you know, kudos to the actress, but yeah. Mm. Uh, man, fictional character who I want to see in the, who I would write in the Death Note. Dang, man. That's that's actually harder than I than I thought it would be. Um It's it's hard, man. It's hard. Like I said, like Game of Thrones would have been would have been easy. Um uh you know what? Just just so I, just so this franchise can be put to bed forever. Daryl Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead. <laughs> Jesus write his Christ. write his name Write his name in a death note. Get kill him. You kill the show because he's a big fan favorite. Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead. His name goes in a death note. Deleted. <laughs> delete. Delete him. Delete the show. Yes. Oh, Straight man. up. All right. Well, that will be on our social medias within the next few days. Within a, yeah, within a day or two. Hopefully, it won't take me this long. Just as long as this one to put in but thanks to all the responses y'all greatly appreciate it mm-hmm. and uh also you can email email us at codex podcast at gmail.com yes yeah, send your beehive send your victor hate mail mm-hmm. to this guy right here come <laughs> at me driver roll at the partition please what a lame song that's a lame I like song. Partition. I like partition. The, the, I mean, the video. I mean, Beyonce uh, was looking like a snack, but still, that's a lame song. Nah, I, I like. I used to have fun DJing that song. <laughs> I really. Yeah. I'll, I'll even play you some of my cuts, a blend that I did, and some stuff that I used to do with that song. I used to have fun with that. Mm. But um, yeah, answer the question of the week, or send us your unpopular opinions, or what you have to say at our about our unpopular opinions. That's right. You can send them anywhere: Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, whoever, wherever, send it to us. Yep, and you can listen to to our episodes on Facebook Live, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, as well as select episodes on YouTube. And please send us a five-star review on iTunes. Help us move up the charts. Yes, indeed. Yes, and we thank you so much for your support and watching us and us doing our thing. And uh, yeah, tune in next week. We got some more hot fire in the stove for y'all. Jessica Jones comes out this week, season two. Yes, season two. I can't wait for John Haponic's review of that show. And Brad Belisle's apparently. (laughs) He hates the Netflix series. Yeah. So yeah, Jessica Jones coming up. Um, We probably won't review that next week. Next week. You'll give it another week. Yeah, see, more time. But yeah, as always, we will catch you on the flip. So, peace out, nerds. Later.